Hello, my name is Steve Hendricks. I'm the president at MDOT Care, and welcome to the next episode of the MDOT Care podcast series. With me again today is Mark Saxon. If you missed our earlier episode, Mark was uh, prior uh, recently. He was I always get that vice president of operations at Mercy Virtual in St. Louis. He now is president of Virtual Healthcare Consulting. Welcome back, Mark. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Great. So. In our first series, we talked a little bit about the state of the industry and kind of what's transformed over the last couple of years and where you kind of see things going uh, as we move forward. Let's go back now to Mercy Virtual, where you spent many, many years until recently, and they uh, tout themselves as building the first uh, virtual care hospital in the world. Take us back to those early days, Mark. You were there. I mean, there had to be some really hard conversations, a lot of interesting conversations to launch the virtual care center. Maybe just spend a few minutes on that. So the one thing I'll give, uh, uh, Mercy took a step in this early on. And I can tell you, they started this journey in about 2005 and we launched our virtual care ICU platform in 2006. If you think back to that time frame, it's way ahead of its time. The early journey of it is our our leadership and our board recognize we have to keep transforming healthcare. And that transformation goes by how you get healthcare right at all costs for what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And they understand that if we stay in the traditional setting without changing, it, it's not gonna work very successfully. So they were very instrumental in saying, let's take another step and build that. Fast forward, uh, I would say most importantly back into uh, 2015, we opened up the first virtual care center. Uh, since that time frame, Mercy Virtual was able to open up at least six more uh, uh, programs and service lines. And what they've gone from is a one niche area to creating a full care continuum. Mm-hmm. That full care continuum uh, last year did about 850,000 virtual encounters right. per year, both inpatient and outpatient. And the idea is not that it's a separate entity. It's a standard of care, and that's what we mentioned earlier. That's where, and you said early difficult conversations, very difficult. It's the hardest time is why is it necessary? We've done fine for years like this. Why are you taking over patients? And it's not. It's about team approach, leveraging technology, and increasing the quality of care delivered that everybody deserves as you go forward. Yeah, I think that's uh, extremely important. So let's talk a little bit selfishly about the, the technology that was involved, and not an infomercial, but what were you looking for from a platform to support that vision? And it's most importantly was we needed a platform that worked with us by focus on the patient and the workflow and able to adapt on the needs of the patient. And what I mean, we were looking for something that wasn't just cookie cutter. You're different than I am. Right. We could have the same disease state, but you're different. You could have a different skill set, a different look. So I needed something that looked for a platform that was able to be custom towards the patient, customized towards the provider, customized for the service line, but also give us quality data that we're always looking for. Hence, M.Care was where we, you and I got to meet, meet each other and got to launch that in our chronic care, complex care program. And most importantly, it helped us build superstructures that allow us to do even better quality of care because we had the flexibility. We could adjust stuff for visibility for patients to have vision problems. We can adjust stuff for hearing. We can change things. And what it did is as we learned what worked best for the patient, the technology adjusts with us. That was huge. Right. One of the things that we talk a lot about when we talk about our platform is engagement of the patient. How do we engage the patient? 
It's it's all about getting them to buy into you know their own care and their own health and well-being. You've had some very unique patients along the way. We started off with Naomi. Um, I know in the the one room there at Mercy Virtual, there's all these patient quotes. Tell me a little bit about what that means to you, because I know you and I have talked about this one patient at a time concept. I'd love for you to expand on that a little. It's important to us to really understand everyone's unique, everyone's different, have a different skill set. What we never wanted to do is scare somebody with technology. Right. Um, you could build an ICU inside of a patient home, it doesn't mean they're going to use it. And it was important for us to that not only would the patient use it, they can even want to do more stuff on it. Uh, we've had patients from as long as children up to 99 years old use this platform. And what that ease of use to us is so important. So that customer experience, mm -hmm. meaning most of the patients that are chronically complex ill that are over 65 have never touched an iPhone, have right. never touched a tablet, have never touched a computer, yet we're asking them to do something. And they do. And one of the things I'm proud of with the platform is that we have a 91% asynchronous visit with every patient except for Sunday, they take 25% and take it off. But that speaks volumes. We don't have to call them, we don't have to do anything. They take their vital signs, answer the surveys, do a video message to us, answer a text message, and look at education. Those are important things for us. And that is, not only am I proud of it, the relationship where again, the people, process, and technology was all working together and not against each other. Yeah, I, some of the quotes and some of the, the measurements that you guys have provided us over the last couple of years, the one that sticks out to me the most is that patient satisfaction and compliance number. Far greater than anything we predicted back five, six years ago when we were putting the model in place. So let's kind of hone in on that a little bit. So maybe talk a little bit about lessons learned and also a little bit about what was some of the great successes of the program uh, at, at this point. Lessons learned are get to know the patients and then you that once the trust is established, it's a relationship that builds and they're happy to do anything. Don't force technology upon them, force a relationship or build a relationship right. with them. And when you do that, all of a sudden, it, you'll have a comfort level with anybody. Don't, you don't have to do something in one day. It could be built over days, weeks, months, it doesn't matter. And then lessons learned are, don't think somebody could not handle the technology as long as it's simple. Because people make the mistake that my grandmother doesn't know how to work the remote, my grandfather can't do this, my mother can't do this, my father can't do this. And we found that's completely wrong. If they understand why and what's trying to accomplish in the relationships there, that's that's the most important lesson that we learned through all of that. One of the things we learned from you all, uh, our lessons learned, was when we were you know, enhancing the platform in the early days, education was so important. You know, providing education. People want to know what they're dealing with and why you're asking them to do certain things. And so that was the one thing that we, we took away from all those early conversations is that ability to not just get information from patients, but to disseminate and to communicate with them. And you guys, I think you guys nailed it, right? I would also tell you and compliment you, the relationship we had that if we had a concern or a patient didn't have something, we're able to build that together. It's not forcing it, we're like, oh, we can't do that or you can't do this. It's understanding, the technology understands the importance. We understand the importance of the technology, but the seamless effort that worked together is priceless. And I, I, I don't know, I can't give enough credit to that because people make mistakes too many times of saying, this is a great technology, go put it out there. But I also 
you know, I can put a, we can put an F-22 airplane in your backyard, <laughs> doesn't mean you know how to use it. So I just wanted to compliment that because that's how it works together. And most importantly, it just education, relationships, and the technology does that. Again, we've seen data that shows that. Yeah, last question, and then um, maybe you can wrap up uh, your thoughts. But one of the things that we also learned a lot in the first year or two, we got a lot of feedback from your team, your navigators, your nurses, and you know, we, uh, our team would sit in your pods and, and we'd watch the information coming in, and, and you know, there were times when alerts would happen, and we literally were saving people's lives on the fly. It was, it was amazing. But that feedback from your team, you really engaged all of the different roles within your organization, maybe you can speak to that a little. It comes to a team approach. People understand, people uh, in healthcare think it has to be an individual by themselves, like right. a physician, a nurse, an advanced practitioner. What we did is we based the team and the team gets to know the patients. And what happens is you leverage people to the top of their license, but you also create a network that a team approach is the best way to care for patients. You don't have to have a physician necessarily checking on if a patient did their appointment today. And what you do is the system allows the flexibility that we can have task alerts going to a navigator, nurse, advanced practitioner. They're all different, but it creates a seamless effort to care for that patient. And I think the team approach, the flexibility gives us that opportunity. Awesome. Mark, thank you again. It's been great having you here these uh, last two series. Again, if you have any questions that you'd like us to respond to in a future podcast, please send those to steveh at m.care. Again, thank you for your time today. Stay healthy, stay well. Talk to you soon.